invite you to sit. I think if we were to poll the room to those of you who have been to Elevation Weekend, some of you that maybe was the first thing you ever came to. Is that anybody here? Just show of hands real quick. First thing you ever came to was Elevation Weekend. Um, we really do everything we can to put on an awesome, incredible, fun, memorable event for you. But when I try and talk about Elevation Weekend, it's a lot like trying to talk about camp um, because God does stuff at those events that are really hard to describe. And so we're gonna take some time tonight. And if you're not yet joining us for Elevation Weekend, uh, we still invite you to be a part of what we're about to do. Um, but we're gonna spend some time praying over the next few days. And so here's, here's where we're gonna start, but it's not gonna be where we end tonight. Um, I really wanna start talking about you because if you look at what's taken place in our world between the last Elevation Weekend and this Elevation Weekend, that's a lot. Think about what's gone on in your life in the past year. What's gone on in your spiritual life in the past year? So I'm gonna invite you into a time of prayer. Let's just do that. Uh, if that's sitting, that's great. If that's standing, that's great. Some of you might wanna get uh, and, and kneel. Some of you might wanna come up here to our steps, our altar and kneel. Uh, but I'm just gonna get you, give you a second to take a posture of prayer. gonna be distracted. Maybe you have things in your hands. Maybe you're sitting next to someone that might distract you. This is a great time just to stand up and move for this time of the night. You can move back later, but I don't want you to be distracted during this time. I don't know where you are on your journey with Christ, but we're gonna to start tonight praying for you. battle over you is real and Satan wants to destroy you. He wants to cause you to doubt. So let's pray over this weekend what God's going to do in your life. Right where you are, I invite you to pray that. Pray for what God's gonna do in your life. Students, if there are unconfessed sin, we invite you to confess them to the Lord now. If he's putting things on your heart now, give them over to him, don't hold on to that. Clear the way for him to speak to you fully this weekend. Ask God to get rid of distractions between now and then. The enemy is going to try and mess with you between now and Friday night. So Jesus, we invite your protection from his attacks. Give us escape when temptation comes. Some of you are new to walking with Jesus. I would encourage you to ask him to be real with you this weekend and to ask him to take you deeper in your walk.
some of you have been following Jesus for a while now. And if I were to ask you how exciting your walk with Jesus is, you would tell me it's pretty boring. And so I invite you, I invite you to ask him to reignite your passion for him. And maybe you're here tonight and you're coming this weekend and you don't know anything about anything I just said. And maybe this is your first time even praying. Just ask Jesus to speak to you. He is a real God that really loves you. the whole weekend. Satan wants to mess with your relationships so you're not thinking about the Lord the whole weekend. Ask God to be with you between now and Friday night. And maybe you know some stuff, some stuff that God wants to deal with you about, some stuff that's in a dark corner of your heart that you haven't given over to him. Maybe you just need to start a dialogue with him about that tonight. Hey, I know I've got this stuff and I'm not ready yet, but God, would you help me get ready? I can't explain the things that happen at weekends like Elevation Weekend because God simply moves. How much do you want him to move, students? Do you want him to move in your life just a little bit? Or do you want him to wreck you this weekend? Invite him to do that. my mind to Calvary but Jesus bled and died for me I see his wounds his hands his feet my Savior on that curse body bound and drenched in tears and laid him down in Joseph's tomb the entrance sealed by heavy stone 
are in great expectation of this weekend, Father, of your spirit moving, of lives being changed and souls being saved. Father, we are just in great expectation that you are going to change the path of our lives into obedience and following you. Lord, I pray for the Freemans as they come and bring your word. Lord, I pray for Cody as he come and just lifts up the shouts of praise, Father. May you use these to honor you and to usher in your presence of the Holy Spirit to change us. Lord, I pray for every service, every activity, and everything we do. May you move amongst us, Father, as a group in unity, but Father individually. Lord, change us, for we need you. We need you. I pray a blessing on these students as they prepare their hearts to hear from you, Lord Jesus. Lord, overwhelm them with who you are and speak what is true. Your word is true. Jesus, you are truth. So, Lord, speak. So, here's our hearts, God. They're open. We're ready to experience you in a new way. Lord, just come and we ask all these things in the name of Jesus and all God's people say. How you doing? Good. Uh, Elevation Weekend, it's in three days. Wait, it's in two days. Elevation Weekend's in two days, and uh, are you coming? Okay. Um, here's the deal. Y'all know we've had registration open for like 17 weeks or something. But like um, 44 of you have registered in the past day and a half. Um, so here's, I, this is my request to you as, as the one leading this. We've ordered 225 shirts. Could you please force me to have to call him back and order more? Could you do that? You're really close. Like you're really close. Um, Look, if you're here tonight, maybe this is the first time, welcome. We're having a huge thing this weekend and we would love for you to come to it. Um, and I also wanna say this because I think like, um, it's really important that you hear this. If finances is the reason you're not coming or if finances is the reason a friend is not coming, someone here in the church has already given the funding to cover them. So I want you to hear that completely. If you have a friend between now and Friday that says, no, I can't come because I can't pay, we already have people here in the church that have already given funding, okay? And that's an incredible, incredible thing. Um, and they want to bless you or bless your friends with being able to come to Elevation on a scholarship. And so <clears throat> don't, let, don't let that stand in the way, okay? You hear me? We good? Okay. Um, Two more announcements and then we'll dive in. Um, crew, crew, are you here? So crew is our uh, opportunity for students to serve our students. Uh, if you're a member of crew, um, if some of you have your shirt, if you have your crew shirt on, stand up. Okay. Um, crew is who welcomed you when you walked in. Crew is who set up our banners tonight. Crew does a lot behind the scenes and in front of you. If you wanna be a part of Crew, we would love for you to be a part of Crew. Uh, but the reason I'm making this announcement is that Crew 
we need 12 people to help serve at a date night event that our church is putting on on Tuesday. So if you can help Tuesday night at a date night event, that is not you bringing a date to the event. Just to clarify, that's you helping serve the people who have dates, okay? Uh, it is Tuesday the 15th. Uh, we have a big event for couples. We're providing childcare so they can have a date night and we need some help serving. We need 12 students to serve that night. If that's you, or maybe you're not on crew, but you're like, you know what, I, it's time I'm on crew. I should help out. Uh, let me know that, okay? Uh, lastly, before we dive in, um, D groups start next Sunday night. So this Sunday night is Elevation Weekend and the Super Bowl. And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the 20th, which is next Sunday night. We will start D groups, okay? Um, D groups are our discipleship pathway for you to go deeper in your walk with Jesus and with one another. And so um, if, if you're ready for that, we're ready to help you with that. Um, we will have some more info and our covenants will come out next week. And so you'll hear about it at Elevation Weekend, but I wanted to tell you now, uh, D groups launch on the 20th, okay? Um, Who are you? That's where we're starting. Um, and you don't need to tell me your name, Megan. Thank you. <laughs> Who are you? If you were to describe yourself in four words, who are you? Think about that to yourself. If you had to narrow you to four words. See, a lot of things get cut out very quickly when we have to narrow it to four things. Some of y'all just completely cut out your whole family. Four words. What four words would you pick to describe you if you could only choose four? Think it through. What four words would you choose? So talk about it with the person next to you. What four words are yours? Maybe you're struggling, maybe you really want six, you gotta cut it down to four. Let me take it back. We talk about this idea of identity. What does it boil down to for you? Molly, what do you got? A word. Athletic. Somebody else. Yes, you are who I pointed at. Servant. Can't hear you. Tall. Jordan. Tennis. Jeremy. Can't hear you, Jeremy. Okay. Front row over here. I'm, what? Creative. Who's got a hat on in the back? One of y'all with a hat. All of the hat people are turning to look at other people with hats. He takes the hat off. Somebody back there, what do you got? Awesome. A lot of things really get taken away very quickly when you have to boil it down to four words. Now let's talk about the reality of what I just asked you. I wonder, see, I think it's easy in a moment like this to put Christian or disciple. I'm not saying that's not true. I hope it's my, in the depth of my being that I hope all of you said disciple. But if you were to answer that question around different people, not in this room tonight, would you say disciple? Would you say Christian? Christian. 
It's interesting to think about. I think sometimes we change who we say we are because we care more about what people think about our answer than what's true. Who are you? What would your friends have said you are? Is it different than your answer? So when we look at this idea of me and this idea of identity, all of us in here tonight, who are you? Who is he? Who is God? If you had to describe him in four words, what words would you use to describe him? Talk about it with the person next to you. Got it? Four words to describe him. All right. What do we got? That is three words you just gave me. Four words. Oh, you made like a whole phrase. Okay. We got ruler of our lives. Used all four, okay? What do you got, Mac? Forgiving. I really like that. Tristan? Holy. Perfect. Over here. No words can describe. Breathtaking. Yeah. Like him. Powerful. Okay. When someone asks you about you, yeah, I, everybody had great answers about who God is. Love it. Um, when someone asks you about you, disciple, I wonder if this goes through our minds. First John 4 4 says this Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. I would have been baseball player. Well, my wife would probably tell you I was player. Hey. Real talk, real talk. Baseball, theater, band, music, go band. Those, hey, stay with me now. Those things would have definitely described me. But around my church friends, I would have said different things. And around my school friends, I would have said different things. And around my family, I would have said different things. Because who I was with changed how I was. The struggle the struggle of identity has more to do with him 
and less to do with us. Because believer, if he's inside of you, it matters what he is. If he is king, if he is king, that changes everything. to introduce you to the gospel right now. You are a rebel. Whether you want to acknowledge it or not, I'll tell you straight up. You are a rebel against the living God. This is your natural disposition. Why? Because you were born in sin. We are in a prison cell. And it takes the awakening and the grace of God, you call it the provenient grace of God, to awaken us to the fact that we are lost and we can't get out. We're headed towards destruction fast. The enemy, because of our rebellion against God, has legal rights to harm and harass our life. There you are behind the prison cell. Help, I need out! You can't get out. Those prison bars are stronger than any adamant. There is no way you can cut them because they're stronger than diamond. It is impenetrable. You cannot escape. You're doomed because when the enemy comes in in the very end and he's going to finish you off because he has legal right to do it and he's going to relish every minute of it. In strolls your intercessor, your mighty man. And he stands between you and that accuser and he takes the hit that was rightfully yours. He takes the blow that was intended for you. That is an extraordinary reality that he was turned to a pulp and he actually died. God died for you. Over your prison cell, it is always said condemned, separated eternally from God, guilty. And then suddenly it switches. When you realize what Jesus Christ has done, it says justified. It says forgiven, redeemed. Here's the problem. Most of us have stopped with the good news right there. The blood of Jesus Christ has been shed and he was killed. And I want you to know that is unbelievable news. But we are still in a prison cell. And so we're praising God from within a prison cell going, thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for changing the sign on the outside of the prison. And God's word says, could you check the door to the prison cell? because my blood was shed for more than just forgiveness. Forgiveness was the avenue through which he could make the escape for us. He isn't just interested in dealing with the consequences or the penalty of sin. He's also dealt with the problem of sin. Test the door, it's unlocked. The door to the prison cell is unlocked. Walk out, smell the open air of freedom and liberty the prison cell there's like this chariot that's waiting emissaries from the king and they say the king beckons you into his presence and how bizarre this is when you realize that you were a rebel that you were undeserving completely the living god has literally given up his life for you and now he has set you free and now the very king is beckoning you into his presence it's like are you sure you have the right guy here i'm a rebel I stood against my God. I spat in his face. How, how could he want me? The king beckons you. You get in the chariot. And as you're pulling into the kingdom, you're looking for where they might drop you off. You're looking for that poor district. You say, where, where are you taking me? Well, into the very near presence of the king. He wants you to live right where he lives. Not just the penalty, not just the problem, but an invitation into his very near presence. But as you're coming in, the emissaries say, he wants to adopt you as his child. Me? His child? We are brought in and invited near to share his heart. You come into his presence. 
totally broken before the reality of what he has done for you. I don't deserve this. Why have you done this for me? I love you. I have a commission for you. For me? You want to have me work for you? I want you to work for me. I want you to represent me. Absolutely. Anything I can do for you, just tell me. I need you to go back to that prison cell that I took you out of because there's a whole bunch more that need to know about me and my love and my truth. Will you go for me? In a heartbeat, I would, I would gladly serve you any way you want, any way you ask. I need to forewarn you. I'm going to send you out and you'll be as a sheep among wolves. They'll kill you. They'll destroy you. They'll hate you. They'll persecute you. They will do whatever they can to harm you. I'm in. I'll do it, God. I don't care. You shed your blood for me. I would gladly shed my blood for you. Take my body. Take my blood. Spend it any way you want. I belong to you in, in covenant. Take me, Lord Jesus. Send me the commission, not just the penalty, not just the problem, not just the invitation to his very near presence, not just the adoption as a son and a daughter of the King of Kings, but we are commissioned to represent him. And I want you to realize that is a privilege beyond all other privileges to bear the very name, the very image, the very reputation of God Almighty. And he says, I ask you to go. Go and make disciples of all men. Go and be unashamed of my gospel and preach it. Go, rescue the lost in the power of my name. For is not the lamb that was slain worthy to receive the reward of his suffering? I'll go. And as you're beginning to head out with his blessing, he says, hold it. Wait, there's one more thing. Not just the penalty, not just the problem, not just the invitation to his very near presence, not just the adoption as a son or a daughter of the king, and not just the commission. This is the capstone. If you think that is all good, you could wrap that all up into one ball and it still falls short of the final one. Because this final one is so condescending on the part of our king. It is so bewildering. It is so extraordinary, so amazing. And this is the truth that turns the world upside down. Before you go, what I'm sending you out to do is impossible. I know. And if you do it in your own strength, you'll fail. I don't care. I'm willing to do whatever you ask of me. And if you want me to go in there and just die, I'm willing. I'm sending you out to be a victor. My children will not lose. Would you give me your body? And I will come in and make it my home. And I will take those hands of yours and make them my hands. I will take those feet of yours and make them my feet. I will take that mouth of yours and it will speak my words. I will take those eyes of yours and they can now see what I need you to be seen in this world. And I will take your heart of stone and make it a heart of flesh so that it will beat with my burdens and you will care for the very things that I care about. And your prayers will become my prayers. And your life and your attitude and your behavior every minute of every day will be the very behavior of God. Will you allow me to overtake your life? Because then we go into this world as little lambs with the faces of lions. Because the living God Almighty, the consuming, almighty, sovereign God dwells within his children. And as we stand and the wolf pack surrounds us, we stand in the authority in the name of Jesus and we will not back down because we do not head off to war to lose. We head off to war to win. Our God mocks all the powers of earth and hell through fluffy little lambs because his lambs beat the wolf packs. That's the gospel. The gospel trounces upon all the powers of earth and hell and demonstrates to the universe the manifold wisdom of God that he is in control. And even though we look weak, and even though physically and naturally we are weak, spiritually greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. That is good news. And it is a lot better than what's being dealt out today in the church. We need to rise up, proclaim the gospel, and say, I'm unashamed of it. Dear Lord Jesus, take what is rightfully yours. Don't just send us. Send us with yourself. Firmly planted within our souls. We cannot do your work. We cannot bring you glory. Even though we're willing to do it without you. Please, if you want to come with us, why in the world would we 
pull off the impossible on your own. You don't have to fail any longer. Your God is ready to do it in and through you. You can't do it. You can't muster up the discipline. You can't muster up the intellect. You can't muster up the strength. You can't muster up the perseverance and the fortitude. He can. You can't love the lost. You can't love those that spit upon your face. He can. Don't pray that God would teach you how to love like he loves. Pray that he would fill you with himself and he would love in and through you. Don't pray that he would teach you to have joy. Pray that the living God full of joy would enter into you. Don't pray that he would teach you how to be peaceful. Ask for the God of peace, the Prince of Peace to infill you. Because if you try and imitate your own strength, you will be a miserable replica. But if you allow the impartation of Jesus Christ to overtake you, suddenly it all works because it's him imitating himself. And he's very good at being God. Second Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. What happens when things make you question your identity? What happens when the world says it really should be all about you? It really should be all about how you feel and what you want. Newsflash, Christians. It's never about you. It's never about us. It's always, always about him. And that is such good news because if it's about me, I fail all the time. If my identity is in me, I'm a complete wreck. If my identity is in how I feel today, that means it could change tomorrow. You guys have been around for a little bit. You went with me through my Takawaso phase. You did. It's gone now. There's a new phase. Slim Chickens is everything. My wife, my Meredith's shaking her head. Look, if it's about how I feel, if it's about what I want right now, if it's about me, that changes all the time. And I don't know about you, but there's enough change going on. If greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world, then what's in me is Christ and he doesn't change. And so right now your world asks this question about identity all the time. And they focus so much on the me. And I wanna ask you students to focus on him. Who are you? Well, who is he inside you? If he's a, a really good friend, we have a whole bunch of really good friends that have hurt us and stabbed us in the back. If he's a good teacher, I have good teachers and the only thing I remember that about that guy is that he let us play chess after we finished our tests. 
But if he is king, that means you're not. And sometimes that's the hardest part. So this question about identity, I know, I know we want to answer who am I. I'm challenging you to answer who is he. Because if you're following him, then who he is matters way more than who we are. So who is he in your life? You came up with four words. Are those really who he is in your life or are those really good church answers for you? I hope that we don't look to ourselves to answer the question of our identity, but that we look to him. I don't know your story. I know some of your stories because you've told me, but this weekend, we're gonna take a long look at that idea of what your story is. And some of you, he's king, he's Lord, he's savior. And some of you in this room tonight, he's not. And I pray that this weekend would be a time that you would be able to look to him in a new way. Some of your friends, they don't know him. Jen, I'm gonna move over here, is that okay? Some of your friends don't know who he is. They're so caught up in this that they don't have any time to focus on who he is. And one of the reasons that we do things like this weekend is to provide opportunities for you to have moments with your friends where you're able to say who he is matters. I've been talking to you guys for weeks asking you the same question. Who are you bringing with you this weekend? You've got two days. Some of you already know. You know who you're bringing. They've already registered. That's great. I want to challenge you to ask one more person. Between now and Friday, everybody in this room that's coming with us, I'm challenging you to invite one more person. And so earlier we prayed for you. We're gonna end the night praying for that person. Some of you, it, they immediately came into your mind. Some of you know their name. You know the hour that you have with them. You know the time that you're gonna walk past them in the hallway. You know all of that. And you know exactly who I'm talking about right now. Some of you, it happened that quickly. Others of you, maybe it didn't. Maybe you're like, well, I was kind of thinking about this one person on my team, but I don't know if I'm actually gonna see them between now and Friday. And God's gonna put on your heart who you're supposed to talk to. So we're gonna spend some time in just a second praying for these people by name, these people that you're gonna talk to between now and Friday, these people that you're gonna invite between now and Friday. Many of you have questions about the weekend. I know this because you've bothered me today. Um, the color groups for the weekend are surrounding us. We have green, which is sophomores. Uh, then we have purple, which is seniors. Then we have orange, which is eighth grade. Listen, I gotta be honest, eighth grade's knocking it out of the park. Um, our eighth grade group is three times the size as other grades, okay? Um, back over here, uh, the elusive color in the back is teal. Uh, that's gonna be sixth grade. I love them. Uh, then we have red, that's gonna be seventh grade. Yellow, yellow is freshmen, and blue is juniors, okay? 
Um, now, some of you have friends that are coming that are in a different grade than you, but they've requested to be with you, so they're in your color, okay? Uh, if you have a friend that's coming and they've requested to be with you, they're in your color. Even if they're not in your grade, they're in your color, okay? Um, many of you, many, so many, and your moms um, have asked about schedules. You've asked about arrival times and check-in times and all of those things. Should I eat dinner before I come? Um, yes, you should eat dinner before you come. But here's what I'm saying. Uh, tomorrow... Not tonight. Tomorrow, you will get updated via all the social media, via email, and via text, okay? We will communicate three different ways tomorrow and answer all of those questions. So, if at the end of the day tomorrow you still don't know something, check what's happening online, okay? Um, so here's what we're gonna do tonight. This is how we're gonna end because I just challenged you to think of someone in your life that you still need to invite to this. And so we're gonna pray over those people by name, okay? Um, and if that's, everybody gets in a circle and you go around the circle and you just say the name of the person you're praying for and then one person prays, that's great, okay? If you guys talk about it and then somebody prays over all those people, that's great, okay? So I'm gonna say this again. Seniors are purple, juniors are blue, Sophomores are green, freshmen are yellow, eighth grade is orange, seventh grade is red, sixth grade is teal. Yeah! Legends. All right. You have 13 minutes. Uh, if your leaders are here tonight, they will go to those groups and you'll get an opportunity to meet them, okay? Otherwise, head to the colored flags, surround it, Pray over your people and then you're free to go.